This is sounds from Ukraine now. Звук из України зараз. Там дуже класно, коли ти виходиш в ліс і чуєш, як сосни скриплять. Так, у мене таке в селі. А давайте вони в село. Давайте. Коли? Завтра? А яке тебе село? Давайте завтра, а післязавтра суємо. А, це біля мізочок. Я давно не читала, побувати в тебе там на дачі. Hello, everybody. Uh, you're tuning into Sounds from Ukraine now uh, with uh, Chola Tunstall-Behrens and myself, Clemens Poole. Today, we're talking to Lina Romanucha, who is a curator and artist, and, among other things, uh, who's usually based in Kiev, but today we're talking to her from Rivne. Um, I guess I'll let Lina sort of introduce herself and what's uh, uh, been going on and what her different practices are. Um, but I, we just started the show with a, uh, I guess it could be called a field recording or a, probably just a voice memo um, of what Lena described to us as a sort of conventional soundscape of Kiev these days or of Ukraine. Um, but I think also there's in this recording, there's some, uh, context that uh, people might be missing without understanding the language. So I guess I'll start by asking Lena if she can sort of clarify. I, I, because in this conversation, it may be conventional conversation, but they're also talking about buying uh, missiles, raising money for missiles and things like this. Is that correct? Uh, Hello, yes, uh, Clemens, you're correct. Uh, and uh, thank you, first of all, for your invitation. 
and a short uh, introduction about uh, what you were heard. Uh, this is a simple, simple daily conversation of my friends, uh, which was last Friday. And uh, it's also like um, on a frame of uh, daily sirenas, which we hear in, in Ukraine. And uh, why I decided to use this sound? Uh, because uh, to mark that, first of all, we still live uh, in this daily tension that each day some bombs uh, come into Ukraine. And uh, but from other side, uh, we start to used to this uh, war experience. So, like for example, one of my friends, she just back from France, where she was from the beginning of the war, and for her it was uh, shocked. Uh, but for people who stay here, like. Uh, four months uh, already uh, this uh, war also start to be something like uh, daily experience and it's for me interesting uh, from let's say anthropological point of uh, uh, view because uh, before i was sure that uh, war is something you never can use to and uh, now i can say that uh, you can <laughs> Yeah, it all seems very casual in that recording. Uh, everybody's mm -hmm. sort of laughing and and very easy conversation. But I, I was struck by how this conversation has also changed. You know, people talking about raising money for equipment for the war is not, it's also something that I don't think I would have spoken casually about four months ago or five months ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, people were talking that um, uh, one of uh, politicians managed to uh, collect a huge number of money for Bayraktat uh, in uh, three days. And uh, like someone donated uh, uh, millions of grievances, someone donated like uh, 20 grievances, and uh, everyone was uh, like surprised that in such short period of time they managed to collect uh, so many money amount of money yes and other other things which uh, was also in this conversation like uh, uh, one of my friends she working in IT sector and collecting money for buying a countryside house yes so like uh, two these realities uh, live together simply and, and this is in Rivne like in the center or yes. something yes it's Rivne in the center of the city yeah can you tell us, I, I assume people don't know Ukraine geography that well, but can you tell us like where Rivne is and kind of... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Rivne, it's located in the Western uh, Ukraine, closer to Poland border. And uh, I was born in the city, but last 15 years I lived uh, in Kyiv and work. Uh, and uh, when the uh, war started, uh, I evacuated to back to Rivne and called this my shelter city. And, um, you know, I experienced uh, such uh, new for me feelings and thoughts, uh, a lot of connected with uh, thoughts about a new identity, uh, who you are when you like throwing out from your background, from friends, even from uh, simple uh, things, uh, mater material things like, I don't know, clothes, uh, books, uh, uh, flowers in your apartment. Um, and um, 
that was feeling that you are like, I don't know, naked uh, permanently and you need to start everything from the beginning. Uh, uh, but surely it's not because uh, uh, still happily I have some friends uh, in Rimne and found new new one. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was thinking a lot about that. And also when you start, to, when you appeared in some shock uh, situation, you start to rethink uh, the... Uh, like your life and um, value of uh, work you are doing. And so in the very first weeks, for example, for me, I work as a volunteering and making uh, nets, uh, net, net uh, for army uh, was like much, much important than my, uh, I don't know, artistic uh, art manager works, uh, etc. Mm, so yeah, uh, rethinking, rethinking yourself, rethinking situation in which you appeared, and surely, uh, what can I say is that uh, um, I, I speak with a lot of friends before the war started, and I was the one who never believed that it can happen. Uh, I was sure that uh, if something will start, it will be only only on the territory of. Uh, uh, occupied Lugansk or Donetsk region, but that it will never come to Kiev. And when I got up uh, at, uh, at the morning of 21st of February and heard also again these uh, Syrians, I was thinking that, oh no, it's impossible that I have the, that I have experience of war in my country in 21st century, it's impossible. And I think even after like a few days only, uh, it was hard to believe that it's really happened, yeah. And uh, sorry, the next sound maybe, which um, I would like to hear it, it's um, uh, Radio Vavilon. It uh, was installation uh, with different sounds, but for me, um, uh, this uh, sound, uh, like uh, associated with this number of news which uh, started uh, on the 21st of uh, February in Ukraine and how we all uh, were deeply connected to our cell phones uh, and uh, rising news. So it was like uh, all this uh, white noise of uh, uh, information, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. 
you know, I wanted to go back and ask how you, um, yeah, since like when the war started and you were saying kind of a lost identity and you felt that you were naked permanently, how you're feeling now or how that's changed in the last more recent months? Uh, yes, uh, it's changed because um, like, uh, first of all, uh, you know, you have your daily routine uh, rituals, yes, which uh, uh, helped you somehow to survive. And also, uh, like, I found um, support uh, in um, volunteering uh, work. And uh, also, as I mentioned, I found some maybe new friends. Uh, and uh, step by step, uh, it's uh, started to be uh, like daily normal uh, life, sort of. And uh, what I uh, also, um, like what uh, experience I got from that is that uh, never, nevertheless, where you appeared, uh, after some times you will uh, back of um, you like daily, you like uh, experience, it's hard to <laughs> sorry <laughs> explain, of um, perception of yourself. Yeah, so it, it, it's back to, to the one it was before. Mm. yeah so um uh but still maybe the main uh, difference is now that um, you never um, can make any plans for the future yes and like idea of a future changed um, a lot so uh it's like uh, we talk a lot about uh, lottery yes and the uh, lottery uh, will uh racket uh, put, will uh, destroy your house or no yeah like will it uh, come to your city or no will it come to the territory where you're living or no and people uh, told that it's lottery and you know in the very first day of war people uh, used to go to uh, shelters a lot but now no like people uh, go into their corridors and uh, say that it's like rule of two walls and uh, it's mean that uh, if will be exposure, you need to have two walls. Um, one will take um, a wave of uh, bomb or rocket and other will protect you. So people stopped to go to shelters and they uh, stay in their uh, houses. Yeah, and, uh, and we, a lot of people talked about this uh, lottery. Yes. And regarding like planning, uh, you understand that uh, you know, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. And uh, um, that's why like people lived almost like a, um, one day plans <laughs> life. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, surely something different, uh, which we had before. Yeah. And have you been able to take up your um, practice again, your artistic practice? Yes, uh, um, you know that um, uh, I, I was thinking a lot about uh, uh, points of support uh, where we where we are find where we trying to find them, and uh, for some of people uh, they found it in the work, someone in her family. Uh, for me, partly it was uh, this uh, like. A possibility to make collages in other circumstances because for me it's had some therapeutic um, influence uh, 
but I also decided to make exhibition in Rivne uh, because uh, when I was a um, teenager or lived here before, I was missing a lot of some place, um, alternative place where young people can show their artistic works. So I went to Rivne Philharmonic on a concert of uh, Orhan music. And uh, when I visited there, um, uh, like underground, I saw the, the place and decided, oh, cool place. It will be nice to do something here. And surely first uh, what came in my mind is that, oh, I made here works uh, like uh, about war. Uh, so it will be great to show them here. So maybe we can hear the track called uh, Manchester 2, just uh, uh, as a sound uh, of place where I decided to make this uh, show. I was I was thinking when when I saw that you had that exhibition that it's really funny that it's in this Philharmonic building because you probably know about uh, Max Zabrowski in in Uzgorod made an exhibition with the gallery called Ukritya, which is shelter. And the name of the exhibition is During Air Raid Sirens, the real shelter is located in the Philharmonic building. Do you know about this? I, I heard about this project, but uh, I think like uh, my way of thinking was uh, quite familiar because uh, this uh, basement of Philharmonic uh, used uh, as a shelter now. Uh, I called Rivne my shelter city, but uh, also before it was a um, Catholic uh, cathedral and it was used as a place for... Um, collecting body of uh, old like how, how you call that uh, not cemetery but place um, where lords uh, like like a crypt or something like this yes maybe. as a crypt yes and like you know if before in the past this uh, space was uh, connected to the death uh, like uh, tonatos so now this space provided a hope for life yeah and uh, for me, it was interesting also to see how uh, time changed contexts. And al almost the same happened with some of my like works, which I made after uh, Maidan revolution. And uh, I found um, a lot of magazines near um, called Taganyok, near garbage. And for me, it was, uh, you know, as a symbol of uh, decommunization. Yes, yeah, that people are starting to throw out from the apartment things which remind them about uh, USSR. And I made uh, collages, some collages out of this was at work. And uh, so I put them, I bring some uh, one idea, but time goes and this... Uh, works uh, started about uh, some other things completely like 
if uh, before I was talking about inner immigration, now it's uh, turned to real immigration. Uh, and um, something like uh, about uh, fight for motherland, etc. So it's interesting how uh, time influence also on this uh, context, yeah, on the space, on the works, yeah. I keep like encountering this weirdness of time uh, during war, you know, like at the very beginning, it seemed like it was, you know, uh, forever and also you know, like 24 hours, you know what I mean? And, and it seems like there are just so many levels of time being kind of compressed or like expanded or it's, it's really strange. Yeah, but maybe it will be nice now to hear this uh, track called uh, Three Karls Stockhausen. Uh, uh, it's down here yeah, because uh, for me, this track symbolizes uh, uh, like uh, how we're trying to survive and uh, maybe create some art uh, and also uh, trying to. Uh, abstract a little bit from the circumstances, but how uh, this brutal sounds still in our life presence. So maybe not all track, but how you will do field. Uh, but for me, it's uh, also very symbolic and comparing to today's uh, life in Ukraine and uh, how we are trying to create some art during this time. Yeah. bit of context it's uh, work made by composer Stockhausen and he created work for uh, a quartet and for uh, helicopters yeah so in the in the video there's um the 
each of the players of the string quartet are in a separate helicopter which are flying over a kind of um rural landscape and they've all got a headset on and playing their instruments while moving in the helicopter so probably an immense amount of sound around them and what they're making <laughs> yeah this is i don't know really the the video is hilarious but also this as a soundscape is really uh really crazy and and i think the it's interesting to think about these in in the in the case of this uh piece it seems like it's just a conventional helicopter but all of these sounds now are kind of converted to a very specific meaning for people in ukraine it seems like i i doubt someone can just hear the sound of a helicopter and not think of some sort of military application for that uh, technology yes and uh, i also should uh, say that um, people already have had um, psycho trauma and uh, now a lot of ukrainians really hardly react on other sounds like uh, for example when the rain started, uh, you can saw in some chats that, oh my God, I heard this brutal sound in our uh, region. What is that? And people, ah, oh, come down, come down. It's only like uh, sky sounds. Or when uh, some, uh, I don't know, trying to clean uh, carpet in the yard and um, uh, make some loud, loud, loud sounds. Or when you hear a motorbike, so all and sometimes uh, like you you trying to identify what is it? Oh, it started Serena. Oh no, it was a tram uh, like uh, stopped on a bus station. Oh, what is that? Oh no, no, it's not bump. It's like someone uh, uh, repairing his or her car. So yeah, it's about perception, and I think it will take uh, a long time to back to normal uh, perception of uh, these sounds and also it's something which faced also people who move abroad that they still uh, very uh, like on a physical level uh, emotionally react on a different loud sounds yeah that i experienced that firsthand because when my partner uh came to warsaw finally i was in warsaw like after the first few days of the war, I went there. And um, when she finally came, uh, it happened to coincide with this, um, the anniversary of this uh, Smolensk uh, uh, disaster where um, a bunch of Pol Polish politicians died and the right-wing party in Poland now has made this like a, you know, special day and they, they, <laughs> play the air raid sirens at 8.30 in the morning at the time of this crash to commemorate the crash. And so Milena had just arrived and she was like, like we both woke up because we didn't know about this. And we both thought, oh shit, it's coming to Poland. Like it's here now. And we're kind of furiously Googling until we figured out what the hell was going on. But it was really kind of, I don't know, it, it was like surreal. Um, but it, yeah, this kind of the way these things travel is really crazy. Yeah. 
but maybe what I would like I turn now our conversation a little bit, uh, it's uh, to uh, my grandmother experience because she was born in 1930 and uh, she experienced uh, Second World War, uh, deportation to Siberia, uh, because uh, family was like uh, rich farmers called uh, they well, in in uh, USSR they called like a kulaki, and then uh, she begged and she waited a lot about independence of Ukraine and um, uh, she faced uh, Maidan revolution and now this uh, war. So um, I'm thinking about how lot experience can percept one person during her his life and and you know sometimes you think it's too much for someone's um, only one life to, to face all that um, but like I also now know what I will told to my grandchildren <laughs> so maybe it's something I would like to just uh, shortly hear her uh, voice yeah and how she thought about uh, some some of her uh, memory memories. A więc każdy ty znajdziesz jak ja kąsę. Ja no znajdziesz choroby. A podchodzi ta jej dziewczynka i każe, chodzimy z mną. Ja w instytucie wczuję się na skomnęki troje dziewczak. My mamy pustym cyju komnatu i my pisły i tam dwie noce uczowały, a one nas Wodzili kurgom po Leningradu i mnie więc dużo spodobał się. I tam każdy tak lekko posypaty. Mm -hmm. Ja poradyła ludzi mm -hmm. do mojego takie harne miejsce. Mm -hmm. Tut, bo na kudy to postupała i nie postupiła. Mm -hmm. Każdy popróbuj tam. I ona w tym są. Туди, куди хотіли, не поступила, поступила туди, де приймали один сон, аби хороший атестат. І от таким путем. I asked her because why my mother graduated Saint Petersburg University, why she decided to study there. And my grandma told that uh, she traveled with uh, uh, my grandpa and once they visited uh, this city and uh, there were no like internet before and they couldn't book something uh, and um, two girls hosted them uh, there in uh, the uh, like uh, hostel. And uh, so my grandmother was um, excited by uh, beauty of the city and uh, advice to my mother enter uh, St. Petersburg University. <laughs> um, I'm interested, Lena, to know more about your practice. So Clemens at the beginning introduced you as an artist and a curator, but also you've spoken about doing collages, but what is, um, yeah, I'd love to, yeah, what do you do? Uh, you know, I'm all the time I feel confused when someone uh, called me artist. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, uh, like, uh, it's look like for me that maybe uh, I, I'm talking some untruthful to some, like, or trying to create some uh, untruthful uh, uh, perception uh, of me. So that's why I all the time told that I'm uh, uh, my collages. It's my hobby. Uh, I not percept uh, them as a professional. Uh, 
works uh, and um, uh, maybe in such way I try to avoid uh, some responsibility <laughs> of that <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, um, and uh, uh, and because uh, I uh, have experienced like more than 15 years of working uh, in uh, art field uh, Ukrainian and um, I started uh, as an art manager and uh, uh, make a way from art uh, manager of gallery till uh, like from mediator uh, till till curator and you know in uh, I don't know how it's in UK but in Ukraine it's um, sometimes um, a bad uh, mood when uh, a person from um, like um, uh, art manager field uh, decided to make some artistic works so it's like movie tone yeah <laughs> and a uh, long time i was uh, like hiding these collages uh, because like uh, not 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 i would uh, not scared but don't want to show them uh, but after six months of uh, communication with uh, psychoanalysts we decided that <laughs> we should change this paradigm of behaving. Uh, yes, and uh, I and, and I started from making um, Instagram and where I started to publish these works. So uh, still I'm talking uh, that it's more like uh, visual research or uh, like hobby. Uh, and uh, for me, why I'm uh, why I like to make them a lot because um, it's like deconstruction, uh, but in the end, it's uh, started to be uh, like construction. Uh, again, you can play with different symbols, uh, with context, uh, change them a lot. Uh, and uh, because I'm not very sure in my painting uh, skills, uh, for me, collage uh, it's ideal because I used already existing uh, images uh, and combine them and um, also uh, i'm working only with analog uh, collages so from uh, materials which i found uh, in galleries in streets uh, in my, in some books uh, and uh, so it's not like in internet and um, I like this uh, analog, uh, like feeling of paper, sometimes smell of this paper. And uh, for me also, it's important how these uh, materials, pictures come to, to come to me. Uh, so like, for example, when I was in a residency in London in Delfino Foundation, I also collected uh, stars, different materials from galleries. And it was really interesting then analyze them uh, like what kind of images uh, mostly presents what uh, uh, culture uh, quotes uh, people are talking uh, and how they work with that so mm. yeah it's kind of interesting that now like for now for the radio show you've kind of given us a collage of sounds of like you know your daily sounds or you know maybe your grandmother who you're thinking about and like it's yeah i'm just seeing like an interesting correlation there it's very nice Yes, yes. Uh, for me, you know, that now collages start to be um, methodology. Yeah. Mm. And it's all not only connected to uh, our like uh, Im image visual, visual perception. Yeah. So maybe we can hear a sound called Varone. Uh,
Yes, yeah, so for me, this sounds associated with it's uh, uh, you know the beginning of spring uh, when uh, I moved back to Rivne, and it's uh, like uh, sound of my thoughts uh, of this uh, panic and like uh, when you're trying to put all your thoughts like in one way, but they move around like these birds uh, and in, in chaotic uh, movements and uh, this feeling of uh, coldness, uh, gray uh, perception of uh, uh, like life in the gray colors. And um, uh, yeah, so for me, this uh, sound uh, quite familiar with uh, feelings uh, which I had, yeah. Lena, are you, are you, recording stuff like this frequently is that like if we if we open up your uh voice memo app on your phone is it just full of this kind of stuff or is this kind of uh like a practice that developed during the war no i i make a lot of this uh, sound recording uh sometimes i even don't know why i'm doing that <laughs> uh but um uh, I make, for example, uh, uh, recording, which maybe we can hear it like in airport. And now uh, for me, it's like very also uh, symbolic because it's, uh, I, I, it was my last uh, trip uh, abroad uh, to Germany for celebrating New Year. And uh, when I hear this sound, uh, for me, it was really funny because they make um, in Ukrainian uh, language uh, uh, congratulation with New York, but uh, without any emotion, like, be happy, uh, wish you health. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I was, it was really funny and I recorded that. And now I'm thinking about uh, like uh, the prediction. Yeah. So they, they know that this next 2022 will be not happy for us. <laughs> and that, and they're trying to make us a sign from future. That, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's now interesting also to make this um, uh, remembering uh, and how this sounds simultaneously create atmosphere yeah is it like um, yeah, it's maybe let's let's hear it очи світилися щастям бажаємо щоб у душі було більше добра здоров'я любові взаєморозуміння радості достатку подорожей і добрих подій завжди ваш аеропорт Київ wait so it's it's like actually like wishing you like love and happiness and stuff for the new year right Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Mm -hmm. But in the like, yeah, I don't know, this sort of like artificial voice is pretty funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> like... Yeah, she's like very professional deadpan. <laughs> <laughs> I see you also have some like songs. I don't know if like you wanted to share any of them or um, why you wanted to play them maybe. Mm. It's like up to you, but um, it's uh, songs which I recently um, hearing and uh, also maybe interesting to to mark then when all started, uh, a lot of my friends have same uh, impressions. It was impossible to hear music. It was uh, impossible to see some movie. Uh, like it took, uh, I don't know, maybe months before I can hear music. 
Um, I think it's connected with uh, psychological tension, surely, and that um, when you uh, trying to survive as a human being, uh, your focus uh, changed a lot uh, um, from uh, like daily things which you made before to some kind of entertainment. Yeah, so um, I don't know. It's like uh, some some sounds uh, which uh, maybe this mashup. Uh, Mm, uh, let's hear it because I think this I am um, for now I like this a little bit uh, like brutality more in music than before yeah planning to do when you go back to Kiev because you said you're going back there soon yeah um I wanna more more concentrated on my work uh, because uh, I think it's uh, like we can transform this frustration energy to some more productive things um I will still work uh, as I do but um, for me, Kiev now it's it can be sound strange, but it's like um, escaping, yes, from uh, communication now because a lot of uh, people uh, uh, moved all around Ukraine and abroad, and not so not so many friends uh, st still there. 
So I would like to more concentrate on maybe some uh, projects, propositions, uh, etc. So I have illusions that I will uh, work more. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I, I also very interesting for me experience was to live with my mother when I back to Torivna, and you know, when you have thirty plus and you again live with parents, it sometimes can be hard. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think I've I experienced I, that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I, I, um, I miss a feeling of. Uh, it's not loneliness, it's when you're mm, alone, but it's not loneliness. <laughs> like solitude, maybe? Solitude, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. independence. Independence, yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lena, when you say work, uh, what what do you mean? What, what kind of work are you planning to do? Because I, yeah, I feel I... like a lot of this culture industry is a bit stalled at the moment in Kiev, mm -hmm, so it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to know what to do. Yeah, I'm still working in the House of Europe and uh, we transformed uh, our... It, it's also interesting experience because I started to work there as an um, uh, officer uh, responsible for residency program. And uh, I think it was, it was uh, my uh, crash because uh, uh, when I started, uh, uh, pandemia come to us so, and no uh, mobility. Uh, was uh, possible and uh, like inside the country and um, especially for foreigners and as soon it stopped and uh, we were thinking to maybe host uh, like uh, Ukrainian artists in Ukraine or something like that so we started to make uh, preparation of open call and uh, and war starts so <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's I, that far to my, I don't know. <laughs> we yeah, we were supposed to do this uh, digital lab, and I still yes. remember all of this talk about that. And yeah, yeah. So it was like one one week, yeah, before. And actually, <laughs> this uh, format of digital labs um, they appeared because uh, we couldn't move. Yes, yeah? so we decided, okay, if we couldn't move physically, let's do something uh, connected to education and online. And we managed to make two nice digital uh, laboratories, very intensive, and um, it's great that people had some uh, financial support. And uh, yeah, the last one we we not managed because of the war. But uh, Clement's good news is that we pay symbolic fee for all participants who applied. So they had uh, at least some uh, small financial support. Yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and now mostly, sorry, Clemens, and interrupt you. So mostly now we are making a small lump sum uh, financial support for uh, our residency partner who stayed in Ukraine. So now it's more like uh, bureaucracy work, uh, collecting uh, documents for making payments. But I think uh, it's also nice that in such hard times uh, they can at least cover the work or some uh, needed things. And I'm really, how to say, like um, inspired by people in Ukraine who still uh, working, who make residency, like Petroriaska, for example, or in um, Kharkiv, even uh, Yurmilov Center, Art Kuzeman, they make alternative space uh, in the village. 
so uh, and they transformed uh, like locations again to the shelters or uh, hubs uh, and for me it's really inspiring how how people manage uh, to to make some artistic things in such times yeah yeah, I, I actually, I was kind of curious because I feel like in inside Ukraine, the initiatives, you know, it's very clear what people need. And so Petro in, in Uzhgorod, uh, like really met this uh, challenge of all of these artists fleeing to the Western part of the country. Um, but I'm, I'm curious because you, you're working with House of Europe and, and I spoke with, uh, someone from Rosa Luxemburg Foundation, for example, and because of their political affiliation inside Germany, their position actually got really strange because part of this Die Linke party is uh, sort of pro-Russian or at least was initially. Um, so has this complicated your work with House of Europe, this kind of like tangential European politics, which would maybe control some of the way this grant money flows and that kind of stuff? Um, I, <laughs> I confuse now because I don't know how uh, truthfully can I be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because no, you don't I have to answer. If it's... <laughs> yeah, because, because I still work there and don't uh, be very criticized. But generally, what can I say is that after this uh, war started uh, i don't want to move to germany for example because i was deeply uh, touched by uh, things that they allowed to make pro-russian uh, car manifestation for example yes and uh, some uh, movements uh, for example from um, french politic uh, politicians they also surprised me a lot. And, uh, but what can I say that we talk about now on uh, about politics, but on a human level uh, was a great support uh, that uh, specifically like from people from Poland and from Lithuania. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to say that uh, politics will be always politics because they have uh, financial interests uh, and they, for them, unfortunately, more important than human lives. Uh, so it's not surprising. Yes, uh, uh, but on the level of um, human, I'm really impressed how many you know, messages I got from uh, people all around the world, uh, how how many people proposed, uh, you know, their, their apartment, even when we were, for example, in Germany for, for Airbnb and uh, like renting the space for one week, they wrote us and say, if you need it, please come and you can live there. So, so many proposition of support come from uh, people whom maybe you meet only one once in your life. Uh, so I think that's, that's the most important. And, and unfortunately, not so much we need to expect from polit politi politicians, yeah. Um, Lena, when we upload your show, we would love to share links to your work, but also um, if you have any suggestions of how people can support Ukraine. Um, so if you have any things you, or like ways that people can, yeah, through links or ways, things that people can do. So anything you have suggestions for, we'd love to hear and also we can share the links. Great, great. Thank you very much. Anything else you want to ask, Clemens? It was really nice actually to get this kind of um, perspective from 
from Rivne and like under because I think a lot of people had to do that like go to a different place so it's it's really nice to sort of uh see how the whole experience has been in different places any final thoughts Lena that you want to share or mm, I don't know maybe just uh that's it's a unique experience uh, which we get, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I really hope for uh, faster victory and uh, possibility to back to this uh, normal life. Because uh, after a while, you understand how important simple things in your life, which maybe you not pay attention before. The possibility to walk uh, on a summer to whole night um, because uh, you have not this commandantsky uh, chas. Uh, so, this curfew. curfew, yeah. So, simple things like enjoying your daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cheers to that. Yeah. Zaparamon, Slava Ukraini. <laughs> and maybe for the end of our conversation, I would like to uh, short uh, fol- folk songs track. It's a woman from a village uh, in Volin region. Uh, they uh, come to one uh, woman uh, birthday. And uh, it's like old Ukrainian tradition when people start to be drunk a little bit, they start to sing in song. Uh, but I think that this uh, woman from village managed to do it greatly, and maybe it's something to hear uh, for the end of our conversation. It sounds like it was really fun. Were you there? Yes, yes, I was there. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Nice. Well, well, thank you so much, Lena, for coming on the show and talking to us. And um, yeah, wish you luck in Kiev. Thank you. Thank you for invitation, and thank you that you spread information about Ukraine on these hard times. It's really important to understand uh, that you have support. Yeah. Great to hear from you, Lena, and hopefully see you soon. Yeah, me too. Is that a, it was there a little dog barking at the end? Yes. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, I, I, want, I, wanted, I want it to go on. Yeah. That's so nice. This is sounds from Ukraine now. Zvuk is Ukraine is